Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Adoptees podcast. So today I'm delighted to be joined by Dawny Hammond. Dawny, hello. 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 How are so, you? <laughs> Dawny Hammond, she's so the her blog, right? She's an adoptee and a blogger. Uh, and it's called the, uh, the 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 blog is called WTF, which doesn't stand for anything rude, does it? No, it stands um, for with the, with the throw. With the fro. So with fro, the fro. Af, we're short for afro, right? The fro. Yep. So uh, Dawny has her natural fro on, and I have my synthetic fro <laughs> on, which I bought to go to a uh, 70s party in a disco thing in the in the uh, in the summer so uh mine is itching slightly because it's synthetic and uh but Donna, is your yours is comfortable mine is naturally beautiful basically and very large and very large yeah and it is a lot larger than mine so if you look on the social media stuff um we will be able to see some pictures you'll be able to compare two froze so it's two froze side by side froze and Simon's fro is pretty weedy compared to Dawn's. But you have to find that out for yourself. You have to find that out for yourself. Check out the social media, right? Um, so uh, the the blog that you posted this morning, um, uh, we're going to do something slightly different, listeners, today. So we're going to do something This is real time. So normally we're looking back at somebody's kind of healing and learning journey. But today we're going to do something completely different. We're actually looking at the present what life is like for dawny in the present so this is how she um she expressed it or you could i was going to read it out but do you want to read it out do you want me to do it no you can do it you can do it right because otherwise she'll have to find it on her facebook i know yeah exactly yeah okay um, so I'm not going to uh, Don uh, Don Don is a yam yam. So this is uh, this is a part of the West Midlands. They speak very quickly uh, in an accent. You'll you'll find out it's nothing like mine. I am not going to do Dawny's accent because I, I can't do it justice. Right. So this is what she posted this morning. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for sticking around and wanting to read my story. Ah, oh, not nice. This whole situation has been overwhelming for all involved. It's been difficult, it's been magic, and it's a shitstorm too. Some things you need to fight, and sometimes you need to breathe, and that's the problem there. The processing part, no one seems to understand the mental strain and the strength it takes. It's exhausting and happening whilst you try and lead your normal life, in inverted commas. And life's now far from... And life's now far from normal. And you have these extra families, uh, extra family members. You look like them. You don't know them. You weirdly love them somehow already. You're in the middle always. You're always in the middle and you can't pick a side, but you can pick yourself. And that's a huge pill to swallow, for me included. So we're right into it, eh? Yes, into the depths. Into the depths. Yeah, it's it's just it's a, it is a difficult situation. Um, for me, I had a lovely adoption, and last summer I got found by my birth mom, and just 
every emotion under the sun just hit me all at once because it wasn't that I was searching for that. It wasn't that I walked about thinking that anything was missing. I just walked about as myself, Dawnie, and it is difficult. These people come in your life and within a second, everything's just completely different to everything that you know. Um, you start questioning yourself. You start questioning, who am I? Uh, you've got all these thoughts, all these feelings. Who do I look like? Who do I sound like? Do do you know? Did I get my traits from my adoptive parents? Did is this something I learned? Is it nature? Is it nurture? You don't know, and just the confusion is just—it's a lot, isn't it? Just to try and process. Yeah. So we had another Brit on the show a couple of uh, weeks ago, week last week, I think, was it? Last week. Who's uh, an adoptee from a bit further north of me, and it's obviously north north of you. So um, Donnie, for people in the States, Donnie lives about 100, about 100 miles southwest of me. That's probably the easiest way of saying it. Something around that. So um, not very far in American terms, but quite a long way in, in uh, UK terms. And um, so this guy was kind of 50 miles north of me, uh, and... Um, David, David is good. Uh, David Benjamin. He's a he. He's an adoptee, and he's been in reunion for a lot longer than you, and he's still finding it confusing. Some of the things that you you've said in that in in that post, he's still in that, and he's been he's been in a reunion for years. So on one hand, that means uh, am I ever going to get any peace? But on the other hand, he's like he he's still he 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 is still. I guess he's becoming more okay with it, really. I think that's the only thing you can be, is accepting of it. Um, because I think you've got to accept the fact that you might always walk about confused, you might always have questions that are unanswered, and you've got to make peace with that, because if you don't, you're going to drive yourself absolutely crackers. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask you a, a, a question that sounds a bit like, it sounds a bit like a coachy, coachy question. Are you okay with me asking it anyway? Yeah. 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 Right. So um, uh, you, you're in the middle. You're always in the middle and you can't pick a side. What makes you think that you've got to pick a side? Who's saying that you should pick a side? I just, for me... Um... As an adoptee, I've grew up as Dawn, but my my birth mum gave away a little girl called Charlene. Charlene, yeah. And my birth mum, which is something that just never occurred to me to even think about, has walked about thinking that Charlene's grew up and Charlene's become a person and she's created this avatar version of me and she doesn't exist. And I'm trying to be myself, but I'm, it's this thing of disappointing her because I'm not Charlene and she's not accepting really that I am this person and that I didn't grow up as that person. And it's for me, it's really difficult because I can see, 
I can see both sides. I can see from my own side, and it's like a toxic trait that I've got. I can see both sides of every argument, so I end up switching sides, and I can't make a decision about things. And I think it's it's just it's just so hard for her to accept that I am me, and I think it's really hard for her because the only picture that she ever had was this picture when I was six weeks old that she was given the day that she went that way and I went this way. And on this picture, I'm just like her. Everything about me, I am the absolute double of her. But 41 years later, I'm a walking, talking girl version of my dad. And that's another hard pill to swallow for her as well, isn't it? So not only did I not become Charlene that looked like her, I've grew up being this crazy Afro woman called Dawn that is a spitting image of her first love. And I think that's so hard. But I can understand at the same time. But it, it's just it, on so many levels, it, like, pickles my brain. Yeah. So it's not just about your sides. It's just not just about picking sides. It's about her expectations. Um, yeah. And so now you, that's being able to understand how she's feeling is a gift, though. It, it is a it, gift. It's a gift. It is a gift. But I feel what, what I really struggle with is that I can see how that would feel. I can see that. and But she fails to see my side, and that's where I struggle. And it's like, it's like time hasn't moved on. It's like she's still 17, giving me away, and I'm the adult. And it's like a role reversal, like I'm the parent, and she's the child, and it's baffling. And I've heard that expressed by lots of adoptees who are also therapists. It's madness. It's it's literally madness. And that's and what they and that's what they do. Sorry, I just want to share that for the listeners, right? Because what Dorney is uh, feeling and what Dorney's birth mum is going through and the situation she's facing, if you're if you're facing something similar, that is how it often plays out it's one of the it, it's one of the things that often plays out in 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 um in a reunion the um we we've changed and we've and we've and we expect our birth mum or birth family to have changed as well and often they haven't they they've been they've been frozen they've been frozen in in time yeah. so th this is kind of that's that's normal. So, it, it, like, I'm just wondering whether that gives you any. Um, does that give you any peace at all? I think because it makes me feel better because I just, do you know, just sometimes I think even like growing up, you think, am I the only one that feels this way? And when you hear it back from somebody else, you just think, oh, yeah, amazing. Do you know what I mean? I'm not Absolutely. not. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm not on my own. I'm not nuts. And I just, and to try and say that to her, like I've said, I've explained that as well as I can, but I've, I've, I've tried to explain that situation a million times to her and she just can't see it. And it's like we speak completely different languages 
totally completely different languages and it's frustrating because I just think like I've both of my adoptive parents have passed away and for me a coming back was huge because it was like an extra layer of my family back again and I wasn't in charge anymore and I thought oh this is going to be wonderful and then she's come back and I feel like that I'm the parent and I'm, but I'm parenting somebody that's nearly, well, has turned 60 now. Yeah. And it's just, it's hard work. It's really hard work. And it's, it's bad enough trying to regulate your own feelings. Not that I try and regulate my mum's, but my birth mum's, but it's, it is, it's a hard, you, ca you can't have a normal conversation. It's just, exhausting and every time we have a conversation it's like I've been run over and I need to have a day's rest because oh. it's just zapping yeah are you trying too hard I've I've made I've made real I mean this has been going on since last June and we had a good fair few months where we just didn't speak because it was just too much. Um, and I met up with that in August. And it was just, I didn't, I didn't give her what I normally would put in. I'd probably give her about 40% if I'm honest because I just couldn't face that exhaustion again and it's it's like it's like time stood still and and nothing's changed for her but the last time well she gave birth to me and then I went into a nursery she because my birth mum's um of Indian descent background and my biological father was Jamaican um obviously that was why I was put for adoption but it was a religious thing with them and she never looked at me. So I got put into the nursery and then she went through this madness of six weeks because my granddad wouldn't allow shame on the family and stuff. My mum had to stay in hospital for six weeks until like all the checks were done. Um, so she had six weeks of social services, like begging her to hold me, nurses begging her to hold me, doctors begging her to hold me, even to just look at me. And that kind of torture, I couldn't even comprehend. I understand what she's been through. I get it. And I, do, I, I feel awful that that's what she had to go through. But at the same time, she wanted to find me and she found me. So the goal was to find me. She found me and I just don't think that she thought, thought it through. I just don't think that she did think it through. I think she thought that Charlene was missing and that Charlene was going to come back is what I honestly, truly believe. Because even meeting some of her friends and stuff, they, they, she's always spoke about me. Um, 
As if I was a missing child, as if I, like I'd gone missing or had been abducted, if that in that kind of manner. Um, and to come back and for me to be me, it just didn't fit a mould that she created. And I've made peace with that because I like being me. So do, do you know what I mean? Like if, if that's if that's who you wanted, that's not who you're getting. Well, she she can't think it through though because it, it it's not a thinking thing. It's a feeling it's thing. It's a it feeling is thing, thing, isn't it? But I think like I'm quite good with my feelings, and like you, all my feelings are on my face always. Like whether I'm confused, whether I'm happy, whether I'm sad, you can. It's all in my face, and I just think she's so guarded that no one's getting in, and. I understand why she's so guarded. She's been through quite a lot. But you can't let fear of things. And I just think if there's one person you've got to let in, it's your child. But she's not prepared to. Well, I don't think it's prepared to. I don't think it's prepared to. I don't think she's she's not at, at, at where she's currently at. She she can't do it, but she she hasn't got a choice. If she, if she had a choice, she'd let she'd let you in. If she was choosing, she'd let you in. She's 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 she is without choice. Where where she's at, she's she, she's not able to do it. It's, it's not it's not a um it's not a what's the word? It's not something that she won't do that she's decided not to do. It's something that she can't do. Do you see a difference? She's not, yeah. making, she, she, she's not making a conscious decision to do this. It, it's all driven by unconscious trauma from the past. So it's, it, it, she's not, it's not that she, she's not able to choose at the moment. If she was able to be, if she was able to choose, then she'd let you in. She's just not able to choose at the moment. Why, why do you think that she wanted to find me in the first place? That's what I can't get my head around. I can't understand as to why you would want something, why you would spend a fortune to do something and then just not. Well, <laughs> the, 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 uh, the, the simple answer is uh, she loves you. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, it is weird. Well, love isn't weird. A, a, a mum's love for her kid isn't weird. What you know, like when when we think about you know the the, the kind of normalisation stuff, right? We were talking about yeah. earlier on, right? So you talked about you know you've connected with uh, some adoptees, and then it's a universal experience, pretty much universal experience amongst us adoptees, right? We connect. We think we're going nuts. We, 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 we find some other adoptees or we find a book and we realise they feel exactly the same as us, right? Uh, and, and then we think, ah, oh, great, I'm not going nuts. Or if I am going nuts, we're all going nuts. So let's all go nuts together, right? So, <laughs> so it normalises it for us, right? Yeah. So, and, and people talk about this in more scientific language as they say well well of course of course it's uh it's a normal reaction to a, an abnormal experience Simon. 
Oh, that sounds so boring. I like our version better. Okay. But <laughs> this is what but it, it, it is nuts for, for, for your mum too because it, 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 her, her reaction is normal for what she's been through, right? Yeah, it is. And I get that. I get that. But it's just, it, to be on the receiving end of it is horrendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It yeah, is a random. It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Because I yeah. just think, well, mm, it's mad, isn't it? And like the only thing I can compare it to, and I spoke about this with Dr. Joanna. Do you know, um, married at first sight. Do you know, when, like the bridesmaid, the groom at the altar. Right, that's yeah. the you met somebody, and then you're supposed to get on, and like they just don't. And it's just wild, isn't it? And it's not like that we don't get on. We, we have the, we've had some of the most brilliant days ever, with my daughter included. But then it just all goes wrong. Yeah. And that's what happens in families, isn't it? Yeah. Like, like, but I think, yeah, it that's is. That's what happens in families. Like, so I've, I've got a friend of a friend who worked with his dad um and we used to still you know i worked with his dad as a, in his 20s and his 30s used to go on a holiday with his dad the whole family every, we'd all go to the, the the grandkids him his kids do you know what i mean like whatever they were right the, the whole family he, he worked with his dad and he went on holiday with his dad so i used to work with my dad there was no way when i was working with my dad that i would have gone on holiday with him right no way this guy he went on holiday with his dad. When he went on, he continued to go on holidays with that after he, he, this guy had, had had kids with his missus, and then they fell out over money, right? They fell out of money, uh, and uh, the uh, the so they weren't speaking at all. It was all lawyers and all this sort of rubbish because it was a lot of money involved, right? and uh, and and the this by this time the. Um, my friend's friend's daughter was 16, 17. She was working as a waitress, right? She's working as a waitress. So she's working as a waitress in a, in a restaurant, uh, not in a cocktail bar. That's the human league, right? Um, her grandparents came in. Her grandparents came in. She went over to the table. She gave them the menus. She said, I'll, I'll go back to, I'll be back to take your drinks order, something like that. She came back to the table. And her, par- her grandparents had gone. Her grandparents had gone because wow. they couldn't bear to be with their granddaughter because of the stuff that was going on between the the grandfather and the son. Right? It's nuts. Right? The, that, that by the way, that story had the, the, no adoption. And there's no adoption involved in that story. None, none of these kids were adopted. Parents, grandparents, parents, the kids. Not adopted. This is just normal. You know, it's really abnormal experience, isn't it? It's a really abnormal thing. So it's like, it's it's nuts, though. You know, like, I, I say this a lot to, I, I've stopped saying it because it never makes, it doesn't seem to land for anybody. But I've done all, I've done all my um, uh, healing work, right, outside of uh, adoptees. And and I've been looking at this stuff about, about identity and who we are and our feelings and stuff like that for like 16 years now, right? And I, I, I say to fellow adoptees, 
of course, you realise it's not just us uh, adoptees that don't think we're good enough. But all the rest of the world does too. Everybody, yeah, it's everybody, and everybody. I'll get that too. I'll get that too, but it's just, you just it's... feel like you're mad all the time. <laughs> well, it, 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 you, you seem pretty sane. Oh, do you you're know what? Sane. I don't know you've been talking to if you think I'm sane. <laughs> well, like you're able to spot what's going on. You're able to yeah. see her, her side of the story. And, uh, her, you know, like she she's... What do you say? You are 41, 43? Was it 43? Yeah? I was 43 last week. 43 last week. Happy birthday yeah. last week. Thank you. So 40, 42 years and, what, 46 weeks ago, right? So, do you know what I mean? She, she's, been, she's been loving you and missing you for 46 years. Sorry, 46 years. I'm making you 46 now. But she's been loving you and missing you for all that time, 42 years. And and then, and she hasn't thought it through. Well, no, because it's a it's a feeling thing. We're not going to think you're going to think it through. She's so overwhelmed. She's you know like she's built up all these expectations. Like we like when I'm when I'm having when I have um, uh, people on the show that help you know like search angels that help adoptees yeah. search angels or or therapists. They uh, search angels and therapists. They say. Watch out for your expectations because your expectations uh, hold your expectations uh, loosely. I think is the word that they use. You know, like don't yeah. like, um, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes down. You know, like just. I mean, it's it's pretty tough to to do this, right? Um, you know, hold your expectations loosely because it's never going to be the way that you you think out think it's going to be, and 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 this. So that's theory, right? Yeah. Theory sounds great, but in practice, it, it, it's worked out, but the practice doesn't seem to work because it's, it's overwhelming. It's confusing. It must be horrible. Like, and I, I do think about it all the time because, like, obviously, she walks about on the earth thinking, oh, I wonder what she's like. I wonder she's like this, she's like that. And then, obviously, she doesn't want me to have a horrible adoption, but when I've had the best adoption that I could have possibly had and I've lost two of the most amazing people... She's got a bar that she's holding herself to. I'm not asking her to be them, but she's got a bar that she's now thinking, ah, I've got to be as amazing as them. And I get it. I see it from all sides. But until she's prepared to do any work, I can't help her. Truth. Absolute truth. Truth bomb, whatever they say. That is absolutely truth. You you can't... She, she has to... She she has to make a decision at some point to 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 do some work or or to talk to a fellow um, birth mum or to listen to this podcast or to listen to another podcast listen to a birth some birth mums there's some great birth mums podcasts out there right so um, I, and I I can uh, I can put I, I can put her in. I can give you the the details of uh, birth mums. So we've had a couple of birth mums on the show that run podcasts. So I put you in touch with them, or you can pass those details on if she's up for doing it, right? Um, but yeah, you can't. I, I I came up with this a couple of years ago, and I'm really proud of it. And it, it so I was chat, chatting to 
my one of my wife's best friends, and we were talking about change and and having insights, right? And and you know, because when, when we see better, we do better. Yeah. See what I mean? When we see better, yeah. we do better. So when we realise it's a normal reaction, then we're kinder on ourselves in this in this context thinking of it from an adoptee's context right there's no such thing as a second-hand insight true there's no such thing as a second-hand insight we have to have them for ourselves so all we can do is point stuff out Point stuff, people point people in a in a direction, and hope that they see something new. Mm. And when they see something new for themselves, then they might they they might change. When when it's a profound enough insight, yeah. You know, when it's a profound enough. So um, the example I normally give when I'm thinking about this is uh, stopping smoking. Right. Mm. So we all know that we should stop smoking. But I had a huge, uh, and I, but I, I'd been smoking for years, decades, and then uh, my mother-in-law died from cancer. And when we got that news, I thought that's it. I've done. I'm done with the cigarette. A couple of days later, I had three, and then I thought. No, this time I'm really done. I'm really done. And that was uh, 11 years ago. Well done, yeah. So within, within 15 minutes of that insight landing for me, I was down at the chemist buying a, you know, a nicotine thing, to, a, a nicotine um, tool, something that you put in your mouth to stop the nicotine craving something really helps. It was a profound. It was a profound insight, and, and and profound about smoking, and profound about adoption. You know, it's it's two different, completely different things. But I'm, it's a profound change. That, yeah, it that is. It is indeed. Let's just hope and pray. <laughs> yeah. And that's all we can do, isn't it? Sometimes you just go and just chuck it up to the universe and just let it be. <laughs> You can do what you can do. Yeah. You can't do anything more than that. It, it, it's not your job to parent her. It's not your job. No. It, it, you, you cannot help her to her own insights. You can point her in some directions. And that's all I can do. Does it feel any easier? Um... It's got it's got better, but I just think uh, when when I gave her a break last year, I had to. I just couldn't act anymore. I just thought enough's enough. I'm trying my best. I don't know what else I can do, um, but. It's 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 one of them things. I think since my parents passed away, like my adoptive parents, you learn to just get on with things, don't you? Like once that top layer's gone, there's no one else. So you just have to get on. And I think 
I built myself up to the point where you kind of, I kind of got to reinvent myself, I suppose, without them, because I'd never knew what life was like without them until they weren't here. Um, and, and, you know, I, I'd become a mom and I'd rebuilt myself. And I just thought I've built myself and I've built myself to the point where I really like myself. If you don't like me, I don't know what else I can do. And I, I think it was, I, I was upset when we stopped talking. But at the same time, I just thought, no, I, I'd literally put everything down to give you my all. And if my all wasn't enough, then off you pop for a bit until you do a little bit of work. Because I've done so much work. And I'm not, Aileen doesn't ever stop, does it? It doesn't ever end. You've always got something that you can heal and adjust and tweak and if you're triggered by things. But I, I got myself to that point where I just thought, absolutely not, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not bending. I'm not folding. Everything that you can do, I'd be, everything that you've done for me, everything that we've done together, every part of this, I've been nothing but, kind and generous and saw both sides of everything and not not attacked her not gone after her not screamed at her not done anything and if that's if 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 that's not enough or if it's if it's too much for her to absorb because I am given a kindness maybe she'd have rather me screamed at her and, do you know what I mean I don't know but that's just not who I am so I'm not going to be somebody that I'm not And that's you. It's just a real, it's a real difficult situation because I just think she's complete and utterly triggered beyond her means and she doesn't know what to do. Uh, have you talked to um, Dr. Jo about I've talked to Dr. Joe and Dr. Joe said to me, you're just completely different people. And we like we like chalk and cheese. And at some point we will find a way to communicate. And I'm open to communicate with her. But she's got to see ultimately that Charlene is not here and it's so it's so important even that we had a break where i didn't speak to her for 10 months and she sat in a coffee shop and she still refers to charlene as if she's like my twin it's and it that it, it's hurtful to hear because it's like dawn doesn't exist if that makes sense um but at the same time and I, I don't know if you saw, when, when I turned 43, I had the week off. I didn't write a bloke, a bloke, a blog even. Um, and But I did write to Charlene because in all my blogs I've wrote about her and I've kind of discarded her as if she weren't a thing because she wasn't to me. Until a year ago, she wasn't. That was just a name that I had. It, it never occurred to me that she was a person. I know that sounds ridiculous, but... The penny hadn't really dropped for me. It was just the name. And I wrote her a letter. And it was the first time I thought, 
Mm. Do you know what? I've been really disrespectful. And I saw it from, and it, it, I saw my mum in August, and this is like six weeks later from that conversation. And my mum was still talking about Charlene. And, you know, I'd mentioned Charlene to my friends, and I thought this, and I thought that. And I was like, I could have happily screamed in her face, I am not Charlene, but I was in a coffee shop and I thought, they're not. But I wouldn't never do that. Inside of me, that's what I wanted to shape, but that's not what I said to her. And I wrote this. I wrote a letter to Charlene and I told her, like, I was, I apologise for being disrespectful to her because in a kind of way, I kind of have been. Um, and it was so therapeutic to me because I just thought, do you know, like, you've got your inner child. My inner child's a baby, isn't it, I suppose? And it's baby Charlene. And I thought to myself, well, once I accept her, then I'm whole. And it's not that I walked about not being whole. It's just... That's who I was. I was born this baby into this world as Charlene, and then I become Dawn. And in my, but in my, I've always been this person. But my mum gave birth to Charlene and just walks about thinking that Charlene exists. And it's it's it. That's the place where we're coming from. I'm Dawn, but my mum, yeah, has got this baby that just didn't grow up well did but didn't yeah and when somebody handed me a piece of paper with my birth mum's name on it it had my first name on it as well it's it's so bizarre isn't it because you just think what what was your name uh david anthony flower david anthony flower Wow. How do you feel about, like, David? Like, what do you think? Well, uh, my first reaction was, oh, that's a bit weird. I've had two names. That, yeah. That's, as, that's as, as extreme as it was. Um, and then a couple of months later, I was listening to a podcast or an audio book and it and it and it talks about the fact that the truth never changes. Uh, and they were talking about, you know, ba babies being born without names, and labels are what other people call us. And the, because the truth never changes, then. It's just a, a name's just a label that I've been given. Names are just labels. It's weird, isn't it? I think it could have been worse because I was born on the same day as Cliff Richards and he was playing, so I could have been called Clifford. So it could have been. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what your girl's name for Cliff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but. It, like it, it goes to this heart of identity. It goes to this heart, this heart of you know what do we mean by identity? So I, you know, I recorded another episode of the podcast um, a couple of hours ago before uh, before coming on to talk to you, and we, it's hard to describe the essence of who we are. Uh, some people call it spirit. Some people call it consciousness. 
in the east they call it chi you know it's it's the, the life force it's the the part of us that never changes um we could it's not a thing so all we can do is describe it with with words or with metaphors so the you know the thriving adoptees logo is a diamond and that's intentional that that's that diamond is who we are uh, and the the diamond is hidden by our trauma so you you've seen me doing that with the the clenched fist you see me doing that the clenched fist no so the the clenched the clenched fist is the my metaphor for anger and trauma and um nat the natural shape of our hands the natural shape of our hands is open so as we unfurl our fingers it reveals the oh. diamond so yeah it's nice it's also the truth right it is the truth so what's going on for your birth mum is her her trauma is hiding the truth of who she is what's what's going on for us adoptees is the adoption trauma is hiding the truth of who we are as well but it only hides it it doesn't change it Trauma veils who we are. Trauma veils who we are. And that, do you think you've been traumatized by adoption? Um, I, I think what I just said is the truth. I think the truth of who I am has been veiled by trauma. I think everybody's every, the truth of who everybody is is veiled by some some trauma or more than one trauma. I, I I describe if there is a primal wound. I say, well, it's, uh, for me, mine was a, a paper cut, right? My primal wound was a paper cut. Uh, I I see people who, who whose wounds are far bigger, you know. So some people look like they're being bitten by a dog, and some people, you know, feel like they're being bitten by a shark. My paper cut is my my primal wound is is a paper paper cut, and some people they've gone through trauma after the relinquishment, so they haven't had the great ex adoption experience that, that you and I have had. So the traumas stack on, the, the traumas build up, and you've got basically more and more layers of trauma. Um, but how, however thick the layers of trauma. The essence of the diamond is always there. It's just not, we just can't see it. We, we, we haven't yet seen it. We haven't seen the truth of who we are yet. It's just a matter of yet. So switching metaphors, this is one um, uh, you, you wrote about. Did you write about flowers or something this week? I don't know. So a, a friend, a mentor of mine who started me off on learning all this stuff like 16 years ago, he, he, he describes it like this, right? So you and me are standing at a, in a park, right? We're standing in a park in Birmingham. 
and we're looking up at the sun and it is shining for some strange reason. And we're saying, oh, it's a great day. It's a, it's a beautiful day. Um, and meanwhile, there's these underground daffodil bulbs, right? They're, they're under the ground and they, they can't see the sunshine. They can hear us. They can hear us saying, what a great day it is. And they're, they're under, but they're underground and it's dark there. And they're saying, you, you, or you, Charlene, Dorney, Simon, David, what, what are you on about? What are you on about? The fact it's a great day. What are you on about? It's, it's, it's dark. It's dark as hell. It's black. It's pitch black. You're, you're liars. I don't believe you. Well, it's just because they're still underground. They haven't seen it yet. They haven't. I, I can't. We lift those bulbs out of the ground and they'll see the sunshine. They just haven't seen the sunshine yet. Yeah, that's I'm I'm more about seeing always oh, seeing the sunshine. I try and find good in everything. I think everything happened. I do believe everything happens for a reason. And one one of um one of the ladies on our adoption group, she hates that. She hates that saying. She thinks it's the worst saying on God's good earth. But oh, I love it because I all I think even when bad stuff happens to me, I have to find something good out of it. There's got to be something good. I've got to be learning something. Someone's trying to teach me something. And I think everything that I've been through, weirdly, has got me to that point with my mum where I've gone, do you know what? I'm really cool. If you want to be if you want to be in my world, come be cool with me. But if you don't want to be, you'll be over there. Yeah. Well, and, that's what and, you've learned. That's yeah, what you've learned. But I, I, I think every little part of my life, even like, do you know, I've just got to that point in my life where I just think, oh, do you know what? I'm not, I'm just, I'm, I'm not giving energy to me. I, just, I, just, I really like the life I do. I'm not giving energy to that. I'm not doing it. If it brings me, sometimes like you have to, I sit in all my emotions, but like I only, anger I'll have for about 10 minutes and then I'm like, right, adios. Do you know what I mean? And it's not because I'm not, gonna face it it's just the fact that i've learned how to control myself and what i need to do to put myself back to normal whether it be i just need to sit in for the day and i need to just be on my own for an hour or whatever it is i will make sure that i do it um but i think it's i don't think the union is for the faint-hearted i don't think i've learned that yeah. <laughs> that's it's a bit like you need to train for a marathon I think and I think that like um, what's that programme with Davina McCall Long Lost Family that's it Long Lost Family life is not like that and a lot of my friends have, have read my blogs and they're all like oh Long Lost Family is brilliant I'm like it's nothing like that they only show you the nice pretty side of it so like everyone thinks oh let's go and do this and you've got, I think you need to, well, like you said, you don't need to think it through. You need to seriously train yourself. I think you need to put yourself in every kind of um, alternative therapy that is available. <laughs> I think you need Reiki. I think you need reflexology. I think you need a good cleanse. I 100% need a side stick. Um, all the crystals that you could possibly gather. And I just think you just have to take it for what it is. I don't think you need to, and I think you need to overthink it. I just need you do it step by step. And if you feel uncomfy, 
vocalize you feel uncomfortably. If you want a break, take a break. And everybody, everybody's story is different. And that's what I love. We all have the same emotions and feelings about certain things, but everybody's story is their own story. And that's what I love. And our stories aren't who we are. They're not. They're the stories that we tell ourselves. So I'll pick a better one if you don't like the one you've got. I honestly truly believe that. Cool. What do you think? I think, you think you're very, you... I think you're very wise. I think there's loads of wisdom here. Do you think I'm wise? This is brilliant. Yeah. I'm glad this is being recorded. Uh, <laughs> I was just thinking, what was I telling her all about those bloody daffodils and stuff like that? For she's got all the no, wisdom yeah. inside her. No, but I like I like to hear I, lo I love to hear people's different tales and perspectives. It's nice, isn't it? That's how you learn. Yeah. Otherwise, what would be the point? That's the point of conversation, isn't it? Yeah, it's the point of a good conversation. Yeah, yeah. We're normally not we're not normally having um, conversations about stuff that really matters, aren't we? We're normally just talking about rubbish. The weather. Just me, yeah. The the weather, yeah, yeah. The weather. Oh dear. Yeah, you got some miserable weather today. Um, it's not it's not particularly great. It, yeah. It's not rain though all day. All right. So it's been all right in sunny, Who created miserable weather? I don't know. I'm still convinced that it's controlled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got the sunny dial. You think? Yeah. Cool. But do, 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 isn't that just the the weather changes? But. What's happening on the inside, right? Like, so the the weather makes me miserable. Really? Have you ever been sad in? Have you ever been sad in the sunshine? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, possibly. I've been sad in the sunshine. I've been happy in the rain. I've been yeah. sad in the rain. I've been happy in the sunshine. The weather does. I suppose. Do you know when you wake up in the morning though, and the sunlight, like on holiday, you can't wake up on holiday in a bad mood, can you? Unless you're in like Bognor Regis and it's absolutely chucking it down on a caravan roof. No, I, I've I, wherever you wherever I go, I, I tend to take what's with me in my head already. So, but I like I like um I like the do you know rain on a caravan roof? That's nostalgic, isn't it? Well, it is for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. But yeah, it's weird. Adoption's a very weird one. But I kind of I, I like it. Without it, I wouldn't be me, would I? No, no. So, it's kind of cool. That's kind of a good place to stop, right? I think so. Yeah. Thanks, Donnie. You are welcome. Thanks, listeners. We'll speak to you again very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.